and we and we haven't been doing as well in the last couple of weeks. And so I think we got I think we got to evaluate that. I think that's something that we need to look at. Yeah. And James is a candidate. Yeah. To be ready to play. I believe so. Welcome back into our final segment here on Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak, and that was Dennis Allen talking about who could be playing quarterback this week. Will they stick with Andy Dalton under center, or could this be finally the return of Jameis Winston? I know a lot of folks, a lot of Saints fans clamoring for that. I think even a lot of you see folks in the national media wondering, when is Winston going to reclaim his spot? Yeah, and I mean, even with Dennis Allen's own caveats, it would not make sense to keep going to Andy Dalton because the whole premise of starting Andy Dalton, or at least sticking with Andy Dalton, despite Jameis Winston being, as Dennis Allen put it, healthy, (laughs) was that the offense was moving. And now the offense is not, right? And whether that's Andy Dalton's fault or not, right? I think that... You could make the argument that when you're playing behind an offensive line that's, you know, basically just like a patchwork quilt, you're not going to have a lot of success regardless of who's in at quarterback. But you think that you can at least be a little more explosive with Jameis. And so to me, that's not the biggest question. The the only thing, though, that obviously we've talked about this too in the past, the biggest concern with Jameis coming back is then suddenly the lack of use of Alvin Kamara, but not like that's been a huge factor these past two games. Yeah. I mean, if that's your biggest criticism, then what happened is, you know, he had what, 11, nine touches in this game, 11 touches. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if they were playing every game, like it was the Seahawks, like at this point, you have only seen this team and this offense be successful winning games. As long as Alvin Kamara goes off for three touchdowns, Taysom Hill goes off for four touchdowns, right? The games where Andy Dalton was successful moving the offense that kind of got your offense into the top 10 were Arizona, where you were behind by two scores, right? Minnesota, where you were playing from behind, you know? You know, the fact that DA is saying that they're evaluating it is more to me a question of, is James healthy enough to play? Because while DA went out and said, okay, he's healthy on that conference call when he was trying to say Dan, Dennis Allen, I'm sorry, Andy Dalton is the starter. Like he wasn't healthy. When I said earlier that like he does not understand how to how to express himself to the media in a way that's not going to invite criticism is he was saying that because he doesn't want to be asked questions about Jameis Winston's health when he is declaring that Andy Dalton is the starter. So he's saying he's healthy, but what he's really saying is he's healthy enough to play. But because he said it the way he's saying it makes it look like, oh, did Jameis is just not able to outplay Andy Dalton. It's like, no, even if you had put Jameis Winston in at that point, his health would have still been a question. And every time he took a hit in the pocket, you'd be like, uh-uh. You know, he won't be as mobile because he's dealing with the foot thing. So you just, he made Jameis look bad for no reason. And that's like, if again, like my biggest criticism of Dennis Allen is he just doesn't understand. He can't like put himself in the shoes of someone who's listening to what he is saying. And, and so, and he backtracked on that this week. What's disturbing though, too, with this coming into this week is, all right, say we're going back to Winston as QB1. Well, who the heck is he going to have at offensive line right now? Probably have to visit with him a little bit in terms of that or visit with the medical staff in terms of that. But, And I think Jameis said this the other day. I don't know that he's ever going to be 100% healthy this season. 
but he's in here every day. He's in here every morning working with the trainers, getting himself ready. And, and I feel like uh, he's closer to, to being there. Right. Now, suddenly, six weeks later, five weeks later, oh, we're still trying to figure out whether he's healthy enough to go? Come on. And I think a lot of what this is is, one, he has to get Jameis to be like, yeah, okay, I'll go in there. <laughs> you know, so he can't he can't declare that Jameis Winston is the starter until like you you kind of agree on that. Jameis is like, yeah, I, I can do this. Well, because Jameis could easily say, you know what? No, my back is fractured. I have a I have a ruptured tendon in my foot. I no, I'm not going to play through this. Right? Like he was willing to play through it in weeks two, week two and week three. And one of the reasons that he played through it in week two was because he really wanted to play against the Bucks, right? Sure. Like he was has been open about that. He probably shouldn't have played through it then. And I do think that part of this from Dennis Allen's side of things is if he puts Jameis back in there and suddenly we start talking about the fact that he was never healthy enough to play in weeks two and three, those are questions he doesn't want to get. And that would have been the case whether he put him back in in week five, whether he put him back in in week seven, whether he put him back in in week 12. And so that's where I think we're at right now. And he just has to figure out how to go forward. So you can't make it out to be anything other than it is. Like Jameis Winston is the best option. And it's a question of whether he's healthy or not. It's the same thing that was true back in week seven. Well, and you you pointed out this fact. It's like, does he want to come back? And I'm sure he does. I understand. It's like, well, you look at it, no Mike Thomas. Jarvis Landry's banged up, obviously. He's not, he's clearly not a hundred percent. Uh, you still got questions at the tight end position. Uh, the uh, running game is a mess right now. Mark Ingram could be back. Maybe not. There's, you know, issues with the offensive line are the biggest one right now where three of your five starters are down. And that's that's not a good recipe for a guy with a back and, and foot issue right now. No, and so I, I, I disagree with you on the fact that it's like the biggest question isn't, does he want to come back? I guarantee you he does. Like yeah, he right. wants to play. The bigger question is, is it in his best interest to come back, right? Like there's no way he is as mobile as he would like to be with the foot issue that is not healed yet. You know, I'm sure it's healed enough that he can play, but it's not healed enough that he will feel 100%. He does not have the weapons that you thought you would have. You will not have the offensive line that you thought you would have. You're, And then, okay, oh, who's coming in town? Oh, Aaron Donald? A guy who would would literally stomp on your throat uh, <laughs> if it meant you were going to fumble the ball. Yeah, I don't think there's any part of him that's going. Nah, I'm still I'm good on the bench, coach. No, he wants uh, to play. There's a reason the injuries got worse is because he wanted to play the Bucks so desperately that it was like, yeah, give me extra padding, right? And and I think that that was a mistake on the medical staff's part. That was a mistake on Dennis Allen's part. Like you have to be like, no, you can't play through this. But you know, Jameis really wanted to play. That week of practice leading up to the Bucks game, I would I would hope at least convince the coaching staff he was good enough to go there. Yeah, but I mean there's a big difference between being healthy enough to play and being injured enough that you should sit down. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you brought Andy Dalton in for that exact reason. And the frustrating thing is this season went off the rails. Not because you didn't give Jameis a chance. It's that you didn't use the premium backup when you should have. And then, you know, 
So Jameis is back injury, right? Like if you go and you just play Andy Dalton in week two, and then, you know, who knows how many weeks it'll take him to get better from that. But like, there's no quarterback question. You're just playing and you're coming back. And now it's like, you know, why would why would you put yourself through that when you were told that you would not lose your job because you sat down and you got healthy and you ended up losing your job anyway? Like you would have to be the like ultimate team player to be like, oh, so you screwed me over and now you need me to come to the rescue because you're not getting it done and you need to make a change. I don't know. I think Jameis will do it. I think if he is asked and he'll he'll say, yes, coach, I'll go play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know? agree. There's no way he's going to pass an opportunity up to get back under center. No, no. Well, I mean, it's like he's he's a team player. He wants to do it. Um, and that's and the what, thing. Like, what, I don't I don't get this uh, like this constant stream of negativity around Jameis. Like he wants to play and he wants the team to win. Whether he can he's able to drive winning is the question, but he wants to be in there. And I think if this team can convince him to go play, he'll play. And I just the question is then are they going to be good enough to win games? And I don't know. No, and the the biggest thing to me too is like you got a guy that has been dealing with back foot issue. And now you have an offensive line that you just called it a patchwork. You know, it's put together right now with a bunch of backups instead of your starters. I, I don't know if Hurst is going to be back from a concussion. You know, who knows how long he'll be in that protocol. But that's, you know, that's another big question. We know Eric McCoy's not going to be back. And who knows with Andrus always injured Pete. No, I think uh, it's a it's a big question. And, and well, you know, we go back to that Tampa game and – to me, the, the season totally went off the rails with week three with that the losing to Carolina. But I, I definitely vividly remember in that Tampa Bay game, there were chances for Jameis to take off and rush for a first down. And you could tell there was that hesit- hesitancy there to do that because of the back, because I think he ended up hurting the ankle in week two, right? The foot the foot issue happened against the Bucs? No. Oh. No, he had, that was also week it, one? It, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So – the foot issue happened in the preseason. Really? Okay. The injury occurred during the joint practices with the Packers. That was the initial injury. Now it got better, but he never got completely better. And so he hurt his back against the Falcons. Right. And then against the Bucks, I believe it was in the third quarter, Re-aggravated he ruptured that. a tendon. Okay. And it was the same tendon he had hurt in the preseason. And so it was the same injury. Like it was... It was a, an injury, and then it never got 100%, and it, then it got worse. And then he tried to play through both the back and the foot injury in Carolina. Yeah, that was which, miserable. That's the game. Like, you can you can at least say, like, okay, he played through this back injury against the Falcons, and he played well. He won that game. And so you're like, okay, you know what? If he says he can deal with this, and it's just a pain tolerance thing, and he's willing to play through it, yeah, okay, you know, I, I get on board with that. This is a big game for him. He really wants to do it. Week three in Carolina, no way in hell should he have been allowed, not asked, allowed to play through those injuries. Those are significant injuries. What's wild, too, is that week one win at Atlanta, he came out the injury tent, then sparked a comeback. That's that's unbelievable right there. Well, right, right. And, I mean, like that's where I think you see like the confidence in saying, okay, yeah, he can play through this. He's willing to play through this. We're going to let him. Right. You know, once you saw how things went in week two and he wasn't effective, like it's not like he was effective with those injuries. He was ineffective with those injuries. And then you had him play again.
And that's just that's just foolish. Like, no, if you want to make a case for firing Dennis Allen, that's the case. Not the team's playing bad. It's that he has mishandled injuries at every turn. Yeah, it's been pretty brutal. And I know we saw Michael Thomas, you know, retweet something about the the Bills and how they handled things with Dennis uh, with um, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I almost said Dennis Allen with Josh Allen. And then he goes, "That's how you do it." He also retweeted um, Cooper Cup who uh, is not going to play this weekend because he is on injured reserve. He had a, he's having ankle surgery, the tightrope surgery. Um, so he's not going to be there. Right. And I think he retweeted that where he, where Coop, Cus Cooper said like, oh, I'm th- thankful to have such a medical staff that's looking out for me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I mean. That's not good at all. Mike is not so subtly throwing the medical staff under the bus. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's where I am the most critical, right? Like, you have bad seasons. Things happen that you can't control. You can control how you react to injuries and how you handle them internally and externally. And that has been botched at every turn from day one. From back, like even go back to Minnesota. You sent Jameis out there for a press conference in London, and and he says I'm going to be out there tomorrow, <laughs> and then he's not. Like that's how little control you have over the messaging over just the decision-making, that's a problem to me. Like, that is a problem. Yeah, I agree. That was I mean, that was just wild because poor Pete Carmichael had to address that the next day because uh, that was the day that Dennis yeah. didn't talk to the media. Because Pete Carmichael talks on Thursdays, and yeah. Right, Winston wasn't out there, and it was like, so, Pete, what happened to Jameis? <laughs> yeah. No, and it's like, and, and it, at first you're like, oh, maybe this is a smokescreen. Maybe this was all planned because Sean was always a guy who would smokescreen you. Like Sean would actively make sure you did not have the information because it was an advantage to him. But that's not, I don't think that's what's happening here at all. Like that's what I assumed it was at first. But now it's like, no, this is just mismanaged. Like this is just not knowing the, the information. Yeah, like, that's what's really weird too. I agree there. It's like, it doesn't seem like, the head coach knows what's going on. Well, like, yeah, like that was the thing with Mike Thomas, right? Like he went out on a Monday and said, we're expecting to have him back this season. And then on Thursday, yeah, he was saying, oh, he's going on injured reserve. And so it's like, people are like, well, why is he lying to us? Why is he telling us information that's not true? And like, no, 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 no. He's not lying. He just didn't know. <laughs> and that's worse. Yeah, exactly. Because if your head coach lying, doesn't know, you'd be like, what's oh, this going guy on? has a plan. No, I guess we're not helping the case for keeping Dennis around for this season. Well, no, I mean, like, again, <laughs> that whole 30 minute rant from the beginning is not an endorsement of him as a head coach. It is a takedown of the idea that firing a guy midseason is good for your franchise because it's not. No, I, I agree totally there. I don't I don't see the, the benefit right now. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to get any kind of added spark from this team with letting Dennis go, it's, it's, it's going to set the franchise back as a whole to- is what I see. I mean, it's set back. It's set back either way. And I just think what you would, the message you would be sending by firing a guy midseason is not worth what you'd be getting by doing it. Um, and not giving a guy a chance to, to turn things around. I know people don't want to hear that. I know that no. you're hopeful that everything will fix itself. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I, I I think if you have any hope for this season, it is that you know maybe you put Jameis in there, every, people can rally around him, right? 
like, and he becomes like, you know, I don't even know what, what the word for it will be, but like, there will be kind of just this, this emotional wave that you can ride because you have a story and you have a rallying point and, you know, maybe that's what you need. You know, you need the tip of the spear, right? And I, and I mean, Jameis is still trying to prove he's a starter in this league. Yeah, so he's yeah. got something to prove. And he deserves the opportunity. He didn't get it last year because he got hurt. And he shouldn't lose it this year because he's hurt. But again, my biggest question is, is he healthy enough to play? And does he think he's healthy enough to play? And uh, that's, I don't know. We'll, we're, we'll find that out this week one way or the other. Maybe he'll be healthy enough after they face Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald being there doesn't help. So then you run out to San Fran and you have to deal with Nick Bosa. <laughs> then you go and you play the Bucks. So are, what do you think? Because I'm at this point. Are we past the point of going, you know, there's still mathematically, you know, uh, 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 able to get the NFC South. Are we finally past that point now? Are we just really just trying to pick up the pieces and finish this season out? on some kind of high note and not being delusional about winning the division. I mean, I'm past the point where I'm going to talk about it like a realistic possibility, but I'm, I mean, from a, from a team perspective, you still have to operate as if you have a chance because you do, and you can't trade people. The trade deadline is gone. Right. You know, like the question of whether you're going to play for a chance at it, it's not whether you want to or not. It's a, are you going to trade off pieces, which will, which will indirectly make it so you cannot compete or B are you going to actively try to increase your draft pick? Neither of those things apply right now. So whether you think it's realistic or not, you're operating as if you're going for it. So yeah, I mean, if you think Jameis gives you the better chance to win, then you put him in. Then that's the case up and down the roster. The frustrating thing, and I said this after the game, is you wish that you were in this situation. You could be like, well, okay, young player A, let's give him a shot. Young player B, let's give him a shot. And there's no one that you can point to that isn't already getting that shot to begin with. That you no, can- and I think you've brought this up before, too. There's no – this team's not tanking. They're not going to – the only thing tanking does is help the Philadelphia Eagles out right now. Yep, the fighting CJs who lost. There's no more undefeated teams. Miami Dolphins, I always hear that popping the champagne about an undefeated season. And it's wild to think that the Patriots pulled that off but couldn't get the job done in the Super Bowl, which is amazing. So I'm going to call this out right now and tell you that it's incorrect. Jeff Graves here. Sorry, DA never announced or said Winston was healthy. He simply said that going with Dalton was an offensive decision. Now, I'm going to see if I can find that clip. Because he specifically said, yeah, objectively, he literally said that he's healthy. Right. Um, they were sticking with and- Andy because the offense had been successful. Yeah, he said that too. Just so we're, we're clear here, when you say you're going to continue doing that, you mean continue doing that even when Jameis is back healthy? Well, look, Jameis is back healthy right now. We're going to go with Andy uh, as we sit here right now. And if we continue to play well offensively and move the ball offensively, Andy will stay in there. He said, no, he's healthy. There's no question around it. And I think, again, this is not DA trying to be a trickster. This is him not understanding what the impact of that comment is going to be. Because anyone who kind of thinks about it for more than 10 seconds 
will be like, okay, if I say he's healthy right now, everyone's going to run with this and say, we are benching Jameis, fully healthy Jameis Winston for Andy Dalton. And then the reality is we are, yes, benching Jameis Winston, but he's not fully healthy. Part of the reason that he wasn't on the field to begin with was that he's not fully healthy. So the reason you're saying it is because you don't want to field questions about his health every week. And that, that I understand. But it is a little odd, too, that he's healthy enough to be QB, two. I mean, he's healthy enough to make it so you are not going to carry an extra quarterback on the roster. That's what that means. He was healthy enough to go in an emergency situation. Right, because Taysom Hill is there, too. So it's Even like he's healthy enough in the that we don't half. need to keep Jake Luton on the active roster. That's what that means. Right. That's it. We'll get more Rams coverage, though, later in the week. Uh, we'll be interesting to see that, you know, this team just won the Super Bowl last year and they got the struggles of their own. Yeah, They're I'm sure whoever, whoever we get on to talk about the Rams will be just as exasperated as we are. Yeah. Our hair will be sticking up in just as many directions as mine. Maybe they'll they'll join us too in a hoodie. Or a hat. That's what I assume. Like 90% of the time people are wearing hats just because their hair looks weird. That's pretty much for me. It's like, ah, I don't feel like doing anything with it today. I'm just putting a hat on. All right. Well, this podcast is going to be a nightmare to edit. Thanks for everyone who who stuck around through the stream of consciousness nonsense that we just threw at you. That's the name of the game, baby. Make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. We are getting ready for another fun, fun week talking about Jameis and talking about the Rams and talking about all this good stuff. Uh, Steve, any parting thoughts? Uh, just that we only have three more home games left, believe it or not. And then... Thank God. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what are we going to see from the team the rest of the way? I, I, I'm questioning, obviously, uh, looking looking anxious to see what's on the injury report for this week, who's coming back, and who's going to be uh, you know, still out for this squad. But obviously, a dangerous Rams team coming in, another team that's been not living up to expectations, the quote-unquote Super Bowl hangover, and who knows who's going to be under center there with Matthew Stafford still in the concussion protocol. Yes, sir. And uh, as as one of our listeners just commented, go Pels. All right. Yeah, but you know what? Zion's hurt already again, too. He's got an ankle issue. That's another guy. I love Zion to death, but he can't stay healthy. He's a big dude. He jumps high. That well, that, that sucks. He plays basketball. Well, what would happen to you if you just spent your entire life jumping off a ladder? <laughs> it would not be pretty. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Be easy. Peace.